Howdy, neighbors. Ron Hayes. Beef buzzing with you today. Livestock market economist Daryl Peel with us. Looking at the final quarter of 2022 with Daryl in just a moment. Oklahoma Ag Mediation is a program offered free of cost to agricultural producers. Cheyenne Sparks tells us more about the program. Oklahoma Ag Mediation Program facilitates mediations across all 77 counties of Oklahoma. Anybody that is in agriculture, whether you're a lender, you're a producer, you work contracts, you have fence line disputes, family farm transitions. If you are in agriculture in any kind of conflict, we're here to help. And it's just to make sure that the conversation keeps going. For more information, you can go to okmediation.gov. It's Express Ranch's Rancher's Bull Sale coming Monday, October 3rd at the ranch, Yukon, Oklahoma. 450 head will be selling, 225 Angus bulls, 50 Hereford bulls, 50 registered Angus and Hereford springbred heifers, 70 commercial springbred heifers, and 30 commercial fall calving pairs. You can attend in person or bid online at superiorlivestock.com and liveauction.tv. For more information, go to expressranches.com. Express Ranch's Rancher's Bull Sale, Monday, October 3rd. Three quarters of 2022, almost behind us now. As we get into the final quarter of this year, Livestock Market Economist Daryl Peel with us again today. And Daryl, it looks like almost certainly the beef cow herd is going to be smaller, a good bit smaller than it was at the start of the year. Absolutely. You know, for the year to date, if you add cow slaughter plus heifer slaughter together, so far this year, it's averaging 51%. It's actually 50.9% of total cattle slaughter is female. It has, we have not had, if we end up the year here, and we may or may not quite be there, but if we end up the year with over 50% of total cattle slaughter from the female side, it, we have not done that since 1986. So we are making, uh, you know, between what we're doing with the heifers, heifer slaughter is up 4.9% this year over last year. And of course, both heifer slaughter and cow slaughter were higher last year on a year over basis. In the last two years, we have really, uh, uh, really taken a bite out of our, uh, the female side of our industry. And is this pretty close to what we saw back in this last major drought that we had in what round numbers a decade ago? Are we following a similar script or is this a different animal? I think in many ways it's going to be a somewhat similar script. I mean, we're setting ourselves up to to find ourselves at, you know, at some point in time, we're going to be moving past the drought, I trust, at some point. We don't know when that is at this point. Uh, There's no indication that that we're done with drought impacts yet. But uh, we're going to find ourselves smaller than we intended to be, smaller than the market really wants us to be. Uh, Obviously, the last time we did this, the market provided some extremely strong incentives then to rebuild the herd uh, when we get the opportunity to do that. I think all of that's pretty consistent with what we did uh, the last time around. The one thing that's a little bit different uh, and and in some ways perhaps even more severe, the last time the drought was very much in our region. So it was Oklahoma and Texas and the surrounding region that had the worst of that drought. Uh, But around the country, there was not as much of that. This time, the drought in general has been much more widespread. And so some of these impacts are actually more broad-based this time than they were the last time. And Daryl Peel offers one very important piece of advice. Well, you know, the, the one of the lessons that we learned the last time I, you know, from the from the drought was, particularly at this time of the year, we pretty much know what we've got for forage. We're not going to get a lot more growth at this point, either pastures, uh, whatever hay we've got uh, or we can find at this point is pretty much all we have to work with. So I guess, you know, from a from a, a person, you know, individual management and production standpoint, I think one of the lessons we learned was it's, it's absolutely imperative that you not try to keep more animals than you can really take care of. 
Uh, it doesn't help. It doesn't pay most of the time. You either wind up uh, having to spend an extraordinary amount more on extra feed that you really can't afford, uh, or you wind up uh, hurting the animals. Uh, you know, cows, if you don't treat them as well as they need to be, then you're going to pay for it later in reproductive performance. So figure out what you've got to work with in terms of forage resources and then get yourself scaled down to that level uh, to get through the winter because we really are now looking at next April or May, the next time anything can potentially change very much. And so with that in mind, literally, uh, this is this is where you kind of get in the lifeboat and you're, you're trying to make uh, your, your beef herd uh, survival or survivable, I guess, as far as the industry is concerned. It really is. Um, you, you know, you just uh, we're very much on the defense. You've got to, uh, you know, you've got to be realistic about what you can do, given where we are at the time of the year and so on. Uh, and you and you want to make sure that you leave yourself, even if it's smaller than you want to be, um, you, you leave yourself in a position where you can rebound when the opportunity presents itself. If you do too much damage to your forage resources by overutilizing them, if you do too much damage to your cows by not taking care of them as well as you should, then it's going to prolong the recovery on the back side and that really is uh, it's been shown time and time again that that's not going to work out very well end of the day we're going to be you know obviously a good bit shorter on uh, numbers of available cattle and as a result uh, available beef compared to where we are with uh, with demand even though uh, these uh, retail beef prices have gotten so high uh, it, it's i don't know just there, there's a lot of lot of moving parts here it seems like well, there really is. And obviously, we've got macroeconomic issues. Consumers are, have a lot of challenges as well. We've been watching beef demand, and actually, beef demand has held up really well. So far, beef production is actually a little above a year ago. We thought beef production would actually peak two years ago. It didn't because of the pandemic. It didn't peak last year. It looks like now we're going to wind up being at least as big as last year in terms of total beef production, perhaps even a smidge bigger, uh, but not dropping like we thought it would uh, earlier in the year when we made early forecasts cast. All of that said, the longer we push this off, when we do turn the corner, then we're going to see it tighten up. So I think we're, you know, uh, there's just almost no way we cannot see a significant decrease in beef production next year. So uh, even though prices are high and consumers are facing lots of challenges, there won't be as much beef and what there is will sell for even higher prices. OSU's Daryl Peel. You've got the beef buzz on Ron. Hi, I'm Leanne Vanderlaan, a local Oklahoma dairy farmer. My family and I spend each day, no matter the weather, taking care of our cows. Nothing makes us happier than spending time with our cows, except for maybe a bowl of ice cream at the end of the day. We take pride in knowing our milk is the best because it comes from the best cared for cows. Learn about dairy farm families like mine at dairydiscoveryzone.com. And that's your Beef Buzz. I'm Ron Hayes.